0: Hello and welcome to Fastener Talk, a podcast dedicated to the fastener and fixing industry. I'm the host, Will Lowry, and in this episode, I speak to Johannes Huber, Senior Vice President for the Diamond Tools Business at Hilti Group, as well as a member of the Executive Management Team. The interview focuses on recent developments at Hilti Group, as well as an overview of some of the opportunities and challenges within the construction sector as a whole, and how Hilti is working to provide the right solutions and technology. So let's go straight to the conversation with Johannes. Hello Johannes, and thank you for joining the podcast. The last interview we had with Hilti was back in September last year. What have been the key developments for the business over the last 10 months? And what do you believe are the current challenges within the markets? And where do you see opportunities?
1: I mean, uh, I think we had a few internal changes that are significant. We have a new CEO, John uh, mm-hmm. Longachi, who is now uh, running the business since the beginning of the year. With him also, we launched now our new group strategy, uh, Lead 2030, which is actually now defining our targets until 2030. We have successfully concluded our biggest product launch ever, the new quadless uh, platform Neuron. That's now globally completely rolled out within uh, not much uh, more than a year. we're very proud of. And last but not least, very recently we announced another big software acquisition with uh, the 4PS Group in the Netherlands, focusing on uh, ERP systems. That's certainly also uh, an important step, you know, towards our digital transformation of the construction industry. Now you also asked about challenges and opportunities. Uh, challenges there's certainly enough, right? <laughs> um certainly the interesting, uh, the the raising interest rates, I mean, uh, that is not helping the investment sentiment. I would say mostly in the, the residential sector that uh, leads to quite some pressure in the market. We can say that amplified actually by the fact uh, of still significant uh, shortage of skilled labor. Uh, so availability of workers is a, a big topic. And again, now uh, the topic of uh, significant salary increases around the world is increasing uh, the issue on the job sites. And last but not least, I think there is enough uh, geopolitical risks around us, (laughs) which we never know what's coming. But uh, I think also knowing there's also always something to come uh, that also creates challenges for us. But I think it's also good news, right? There is uh, good opportunities. I mean, the first one is certainly that the supply market comes back to normal. So (laughs) all the issues from the past are gone. Uh, going through all the material groups, including also electronics, where we had the biggest issues uh, in the last years. We also see some sectors moving well. I mean, if you go into infrastructure, if you go into energy, if you go into renovation, I think, yeah, we're seeing actually a very good market development. Um, Then it's on us actually also to, uh, to address that. And last but not least with a bit of a different twist The pressure in the industry right now driven by uh, especially shortage in labor the the inflation um, to really now move on the topic of productivity and also to make the construction industry more attractive for people to work there i think that's short-term a challenge but in the long term i think if we tackle them properly in the long term that's a big advantage to make our industry more attractive
0: the shortage of labour is a big issue for a lot of markets currently. However, within the construction sector, the role of automation and robotics and how it can alleviate the challenges isn't as obvious. How do you see these technologies developing within construction?
1: I think you are phrasing it uh, really well, right? Uh, the, the challenge of the construction industry is we are not having these standardised processes. You know, projects mm-hmm. are not all the same. Uh, this Starts with the solutions, which are different, but also the, the involved parties in the projects, which makes it very hard, like you said, to, to standardize uh, and industrialize construction. Still, there is processes on job sites that you can either optimize or automize with robotic solutions, like, like mm-hmm. you're saying. And that's also we're investing into innovations like the JBOT. Or also, when I look now into my own portfolio, we are also automizing diamond coring machines. We are automizing uh, diamond sewing machines to drive the productivity uh, of our customers. And last but not least, we also believe that exoskeletons are a step into that direction, yes. right? To support the workforce on the way to, at some point, it might be mm-hmm. more robotic solutions. That's a bit how we see it and we try to invest into all these areas, Um, to drive the productivity of our customers and also the attractiveness of construction for the the people working there.
0: Can you tell me a little bit more about the exoskeletons and how they can be used?
1: The exoskeletons is uh, a very new topic for the construction industry, driven by the fact that too many workers on construction side don't retire either at retirement age or retire in really bad health, which... Mm -hmm. I think we took as a challenge to say we have to do something here. And exoskeletons are now support systems that uh, our customers can wear to make the work easier to take the load away from uh, especially exposed uh, body parts. And with that, make uh, it less tiring Mm -hmm. and uh, safer to use also for our customers and more healthy. So, for example, the first product that we have launched, uh, overhead exoskeleton, it actually supports our customers while they work below the ceiling. And uh, we have introduced the nexoskeleton with a support structure that actually brings the load from your arms directly onto your hips. And with that, they take the load away from the shoulders, okay. which we know from uh, our customers is actually one very frequent reason for uh, health issues. With that, uh, we help the workers right away.
0: How important is continuous productivity and process improvement within construction? And what steps has Hilti taken in this area?
1: Yeah, when you, when you see what our purpose is, right? I mean, uh, we make construction better. That's the purpose of Hilti. And their productivity obviously is at its core, right? I mean, the need to, to drive productivity on job sites, that's, I would almost say, is in our DNA, Uh I think we are also in a very good position with a direct sales force here, because we are working directly with our customers every day, with that we have the opportunity to really understand their requirements, understand also their challenges, which you know we can bring back into product development. And then we can always come up with uh, innovations that address the topic of productivity with our customers. Mm-hmm. And we have also our team members helping through. Uh, because they can go there, demo, show, and explain, which uh, we know creates a lot of value for our customers. What we are very proud of is that we are now already far beyond bringing productivity through hardware solutions. Mm -hmm. Obviously, this is where Hilti was established uh, in 1941 and successfully over the years. But I think with uh, the addition of new service offerings, if it is like fleet management, where we really take care of the tool park of our customers. And more recently, our expanding and, and growing uh, software portfolio, where yeah, we also come with solutions to help our customers manage their assets far beyond uh, the Hilti relevant product categories, but also their project management systems, you know, with our field wire acquisition. Uh, and most recently, like I said, also we start to, to work on the, the core of business processes, you know, with ERP systems. We clearly want to Drive productivity significantly beyond hardware, and really drive the productivity of the business processes of our customers. Where we get actually excellent feedback, right? Because you know we help them to tackle their challenge. You know uh, how to drive the digital transformation, how to work on process improvements, where our customers see a lot of potential to improve their productivity.
0: Kind of what are the advantages of productivity improvement kind of from Hilti's point of view, obviously the company introducing that side of things, but also to its customers and and potential
1: customers? I mean, there's there's two ways to uh, address that. The first one is, When our customers are running their businesses more competitive than their competitors, that helps them to improve their competitive situation. Mm -hmm. Either they make more money or they grow better. And that is obviously our intrinsic motivation, because that's also the basis for a very strong long term relationship. And secondly, we are addressing a, a concrete need. Right. If labor is short, you still want to execute your projects, then you need to improve your productivity to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. Because we meet many customers who say, look, we could run more projects. We have orders, we don't have the people. So I think it's both these topics, right? So either you improve your competitive situation or your profitability, or you are at all able to run all the projects that you could run.
0: Do you have some examples where Hilti is able to help customers with productivity?
1: Yeah, I I think I, I said that before. It's a lot of our... Services and software solutions where I think you see it most notably. I mean, fleet management systems, for example, right? We help the customers to run their business with a leaner amount of assets because with fleet management, I think you know that our customers don't have to wait uh, until a repair happens, right? If Mm -hmm. they have the feeling something is wrong, they can send it to us when their utilization is not uh, very high. And if something, you know, breaks, we need to, our customers need to repair a tool then uh, we can give them a loan tool to bridge the time so that we can provide 100% uptime and productivity for our customers. Mm -hmm. The same also on asset management uh, software, right on track, where where we help our customers to organize the usage of assets, which is also capital employed that the customers have. And uh, when we give them a system to manage that more efficiently, then they also get a better overview, what assets they have. Then they can judge better, what do I really need? And in many cases, we see that our customers can run their business with a leaner set of assets, which, again, drives their productivity because they can deploy their assets uh, more efficiently. Or, you know, the project management software, where we know that to manage a job site is, like we said before, very complex, right? It's always different solutions, always different involved parties, and they have to have a, a very good uh, digital system to, to manage job sites I think that is a great lever to also improve the productivity for our customers.
0: BIM is something that has been developed in the construction industry when it comes to productivity. How is it being adopted by the market? And is it something that will grow in the future?
1: I think it's a good point, right? Uh, Because BIM is a significant part of the digital transformation, Mm -hmm. that we go away from uh, paper planned systems into digitally planned systems, which allows you. I would say which is the basis to use uh, robotics on job sites because robots need data. And then also when you have a, a BIM system, you also have more into, uh, information in the in the system, you know, what to order, when to order what. And with that, you can plan and execute your job sites much more efficiently. And there we, we invested into different things. I mean, we have, for example, one BIM experience center in the Netherlands. Where we invite customers and really show them how to transfer from a a paper world into a a digital world and to make it also tangible what does this mean for our customers and then we also have resources in the field that help the customers to transfer to transfer data models you know into bim systems to facilitate also uh, the move into a digital world that allows more for pre-production cutting and kitting bring everything on the job site in a much more organized manner. So I think these two topics here, the BIM Experience Center that we have in the Netherlands, to to visualize uh, how the digital future could look like. And then uh, concrete support in the field for our customers. Transfer, uh, you know, from the paper world into the BIM world. That's also two levers that you offer to our customers to support them.
0: We are just going to pause the podcast there for a second to give me time to mention our podcast sponsor for this episode, the Insert Company. The Insert Company UK is a specialist in thread inserts for wood, plastic and metal. All of its inserts and components are manufactured from the highest quality materials and conform to all industry standards. Imperial thread sizes are available as well as inserts from zinc alloy, steel, brass, furniture connectors, Visit www.theinsertcompany.com for more information. A big topic currently, not only in construction, but every market, is sustainability. How do you see the role of sustainability impacting productivity and process improvement?
1: It's a good question and one that still bears a couple of challenges also for us, right? And Mm -hmm. you see the same on the customer side. I think it starts with also customers ask us, what does sustainability really mean? And, and how yeah. do I reach sustainability? So we get lots of these questions and we are preparing now also support for our customers, how to define sustainability, what are the levers to address sustainability. And I think that part of consulting, mm-hmm. I think is what we are seeing right now. Beyond that, customers often commit now to the science based targets. Where you know until 2050 they need to become net zero, mm-hmm. which is also what we committed to. And then we, as you know, their supplier, are solving their scope three topic, right? Because you know what we deliver to them is scope three, and when we get net zero, it's also support for them to get net zero. And I think there are some very prominent product categories. If I pick the the gas source, so these two stroke uh, uh, cutters. That we now transform into battery driven solutions, which actually has a massive impact in mm-hmm. uh, the CO2 production. And our customers uh, are increasingly interested into such solutions to also drive their target to achieve uh, net zero until 2050. Mm-hmm. But also when it comes to materials, you know, that stay within the building, you know our anchoring systems, our fire protection systems, also here now with uh, more sustainable solutions, we support our customers. In their uh, achieving of uh, the net zero targets until twenty fifty.
0: A key range of tooling within the construction market is diamond tooling. How has Hilti developed its portfolio of diamond tools over recent years, and what have been the key developments?
1: I think the most interesting development is to move towards cordless, mm-hmm. because now with the neuron technology, we have uh, a battery system that actually has actually enough power, performance, and also battery reach to drive uh, the more high power solutions in the business on a diamond. And uh, and that is a cool opportunity because we're the only company in the market that can also run diamond applications off a 22-volt platform. Wow. And okay. that without compromise, especially on performance and also not on, on battery reach. And that we're very excited about. You see this now with the new battery cutters that we have launched. That really come at the same performance of uh, the related uh, gas source in the market. Actually, some at a notch uh, stronger performance, also at a very competitive uh, battery reach. And then not only do you have CO2-free solutions, but also all the troubles from uh, two-stroke engines, which we know are manifold, Mm -hmm. are also done. And here, Neuron really is the enabler for us internally. And I would also say that we develop both the hardware and the inserts in-house. And with that, okay. can optimize the system. That is now really important because in a battery tool, energy is limited with the battery. You cannot say if it's not cutting too fast enough, you cannot add more power. So you have to optimize the system to run it actually with as limited power as possible. So the better the insert fits the machine, um, the more important it is now. And that is actually one key enabler that we can deliver battery-driven source on the same performance level than two-stroke engines. Mm-hmm. with a good battery range. Huh? So I'd say this transformation towards cordless solutions, that's the, the one big development we see. The second one is significant developments in the area of providing uh, a virtually dust-free job site for our customers. Mm-hmm. We are strongly expanding the portfolio of vacuum cleaners. Both on the corded and also on the cordless side, and beyond that, we also introduced now the first uh, really job site suitable uh, air cleaners, because they are very light and transportable. And with that, you know, there is you know always applications that you cannot address with a vacuum cleaner. You think of uh, renovation job sites. You know, you're putting down tiles, you're putting down walls, uh, and here you cannot capture the the dust with an air cle- uh, a vacuum cleaner. But uh, air cleaners are fitting really nicely here, and we want actually to be the one partner that provides the best dust-free solution uh, space for our customers, starting with onboard DRS systems. So small <laughs> vacuum cleaners, if you made, that are directly on the tool, the whole portfolio of vacuum cleaners, but then also going into the area of air cleaners to take the residual dust out of the air for address applications.
0: You mentioned the introduction of the Neuron range and the cordless option it provides on job sites. It must have been quite a challenge to get customers to move away from the more traditional corded tools that they've been using for a long time and go to these new cordless options.
1: Uh, Absolutely. I mean, especially when we went uh, with the first battery cutters to our customers and we say, this battery-driven tool has the same performance than a two-stroke engine. They said, ah. I really don't believe that, right? And if it does, it's only a few minutes and then it's dead. Mm -hmm. And here, again, right, having people that go on site, show to the customers next to the existing technology that it's really capable of coming to the same performance level, having then also the right uh, battery reach, I think this is, again, where a direct sales force kicks in and helps the customer to transfer from existing technology into new technology.
0: Does the introduction of the Neuron Cordless range to the diamond tool sector underline how Hilti as a business is always looking to innovate where it sees opportunities, not only in this sector, but across all sectors and the business itself?
1: Differentiation is at the core of Hilti. I think this really goes together with our direct sales force, where we also have the ability to bring uh, innovation and differentiated solutions to our customers We can explain, we can actually show, we can compare and help them, which is why, you know, this is really at the core of our company, right? And uh, Mm -hmm. and this is of our business model as well. But we also strategically chose to do so, right? Because obviously, we were asked multiple times, right? Why do you not sell indirect? You can leverage your brand. But we are clear, you know, we want to be a direct sales company to be able to very successfully sell innovation and differentiation. Mm-hmm. And I think Neuron is is one such example, right? Where we also were seeing an opportunity to bring so big innovation to really exchange also cordless platforms with our customers, which is a complex endeavor because they have an old platform and you sell a new platform. And if you don't manage our customer in the process, you can create a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. But we said look at the direct sales force, you know, we can go to the customers, you know, We anyway know what we have sold in the past and then together with our customers develop a plan how to transfer from the old to the new platform and i can say now 15 months into the launch of neuron that uh, we managed really well
0: when it comes to the construction sector and diamond tools has there been any notable changes in customer requirements whether it is the application itself or the building material involved and how does hilti look to meet these needs
1: i think it's a good question. The main applications, I would say, are comparatively consistent. What we see, though, is we see the introduction of new materials. So I think a big new topic is wood, for example, which uh, was not a significant building material, I'd say, 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. But now I think you see lots of different applications for wood. I mean, going even into high-rise buildings. Yeah, it's then, uh, let's say, from both from the tools. So which tools do you need to to work with also more... um, Uh, constructive timber solutions, but also how to connect timber. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's then heavy timber. And there we are developing new solutions, right? To deal now with new materials that we see, you also see it on high density concretes or on different reinforcements You know, going away from the standard rebars into mesh wire and and similar things. And also there we need to find solutions. But I would say if 100% of all the applications of our customers, I think we talk probably 10, 15% or so. And there, obviously, they moved towards cordless, that's new requirements from the customers, Why Can you also do this cordless? Mm -hmm. Because I want to have it now all on one platform. And that's what you see with this expanding portfolio of cordless solutions.
0: That was the interview with Johannes Huber from Hilti Group. I'm sure you'll agree it was a very interesting discussion about what is happening within the construction market, and especially diamond tools. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it and you'll hear from us next time.